Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we're again with another podcast. Welcome back everyone. Hope you liked the previous podcast this time, considering that we are just one week away from the beginning of the 2022 season. It's going to be the first race in Bahrain, as we all know. Uh, and now that the, that the pre-testing season is over uh, and every single practice session before uh, the actual season starts is over, then we're more than ready to make this special edition of this podcast. We're ready to talk about uh, the news that we have been hearing lately during this, uh, during this pre-season testing, uh, everything that we need to know ahead of the first race, maybe even analyze a little bit what is coming in just one week, specifically next weekend. So. To start this, uh, we, we have to talk about the big news that we heard from Haas. I think it's a, uh, it's a, a certain news that shocked everyone, really. It was completely unexpected. I remember, in fact, when we were doing the last podcast that I was talking about uh, the performance that Haas was going to have this year, that it was going to be tough for them, um, for both drivers, but at the same time for the team, as financially they are not in a good position. And lately, especially last year, but over the past few years, the team in general, in terms of results, has been in declining, many sponsors just leaving, so it's going to be hard for them. So now there is a shocking news. Due to the, as everyone knows, due to the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, Nikita Mazepin, the Russian driver, will no longer race for us. He will be replaced by Kevin Magnussen, who is finally and surprisingly returning to Formula 1. I know most of the people like this news, and I'm pretty sure this uh, this news in particular is very positive for the for the American team, considering the fact that Kevin Magnussen has uh, years of experience in Formula One. He, not only that, he has years of experience with the Haas team. Uh, well, honestly, when when Haas used to be uh, in the in their best moment back in, for example, 2018, uh, years like that, then Kevin Magnussen was a big part, a big contribution to the team's success finishing fifth in the Constructors' Championship. So again, that is a very positive news. Now, the only problem is that uh, Haas main sponsor, we know that one of the biggest problems from Haas is uh, their financial area. Uh, this is the reason why they are in the position that they are right now in terms of results or development of the car and, and many more things that we, already, that we already know. Now, the thing is, we know that the main sponsor from Haas is from was at least from Russia. Uh, it was the the name of the company was Ukarali. Uh, it was specifically from Mazepin's dad, who had an intimate relationship with Russian President Putin. Now the thing is, of course, due to this conflict, uh, well, Haas simply took out this sponsor from them. Uh, personally, I think it was a, a really good decision. Everyone in general took it took this decision in a, in a very positive way. But the only problem is now they don't have a main sponsor. The only, basically, the, the main reason why they, they were able to compete last season was mostly thanks to this company, to Ukarali. That was mainly the only, the only reason. So now that they don't have this sponsor, yes, it's true that they have their driver lineup, uh, they have the return of Kevin Magnussen, everything perfect. Now, the thing here is, how are they going to financially deal with uh, with this season 
now and all the, the money that they would have to spend in many, many stuff, considering the fact that they don't have the, their main sponsor. They don't actually have a main sponsor so far. Maybe they will have eventually, but so far they don't. So this is why it's a very, it's a very unpredictable situation already, what's going to happen uh, between them, because all, they were already struggling a lot. Uh, and now that we are entering into a new era, everything is usually more unpredictable. So, and, and, it, and for a team, it is very important to start a new era in a good way in order to attract sponsors and to make their financial area uh, better so that they can get, of course, better results and grow as a team. So if they, are, if they have so much, uh, so much struggles so far, even before the new era started, and they will start the season this way, then I'm pretty sure it's going to be very tough for them not only to get better results this season, but also to get it adapted into the new era, even in terms of the, the, the amount of sponsors that they can have. So overall, uh, clearly the decisions that were made uh, is, is not something that has as a team or Formula One even as, a, as, as an entity can control, it's clear. It's far more than that, far more complicated, but still it is interesting to analyze this news that has been, uh, that has been a main topic for this past week and probably it is going to be a big deal for, for quite a long time, especially now during this week before the first race, right? Uh, so again, it was very important to mention this news. Now, the other news, most, mostly news, is a way to summarize what we saw in the, during the, these first few days that the drivers were back in the track with the, with the cars and we saw the first preview of what were the, the, the actual cars and how they can race and all this fact, right? So we saw first a, a few practice sessions in the circuit of Barcelona, as we're used to see, and, finally, and then we saw, uh, well, the pre-testing session in Bahrain that, fin that actually the third and final day finished yesterday. So from what we saw in this season, I wonder what are the conclusions that we can get, right? Because usually after the pre-testing pre session, uh, there are usually many comments all, all the time, many debates on which team is going to be better ahead of the first race and ahead of the season in general, right? So. Based on, on what we saw in these pre-testing sessions, uh, we saw a big improvement from the side of McLaren and Ferrari, uh, not only in terms of the amount of laps that they could do, which is, a, a, again, very important to get adapted to the car to see if there is any, a, something wrong with the car or whatever, not only that, but also uh, what is important, but also what, what we saw is uh, many fast, fast laps from them. In fact, we saw, for example, Charles Leclerc, both actually, both Ferrari drivers, Leclerc and Sainz, uh, actually getting fastest laps several times and even finishing sessions with fastest laps several times. We saw that same thing from Lando Norris, for example. Actually, the very first session uh, was, uh, the fastest one was Lando Norris, right? So, and we also see uh, Red Bull being quite consistent, quite innovative. And at the same time, we see, for example, uh, another driver like Pierre Gasly doing a perfect job once again being in the level of Ferrari, McLaren, uh, trying to get where Red Bull and Mercedes were. Again, uh, doing honestly great things uh, as we are used to seeing from, from Gasly. Now, for example, in the case of Mercedes, even though they are pretty consistent and they are probably going to be contenders, as we already know, the thing is, for example, Hamilton made a comment saying that this year is going to be very hard for them to get wins or even be contenders for the championship. 
First of all, because there is going to be more competition, more uh, more drivers and more teams that are going to be more competitive, more competitive heading into this new era. And at the same time, he believes that maybe the the car is not as competitive, uh, or maybe didn't adapt to the regulations as good as as it could have been, or as good as, as it was in the in the past era. So that's why uh, they believe. So that's why he believes that it's going to be very complicated, right? And this is the moment where all of us, of course, uh, we make judgments, right? On are we is Hamilton is what Hamilton saying true? Uh, are we going to see Verstappen back on top again? Maybe are we going to see someone different based on what we saw? Mostly based on what we saw in the pre in the in these pre-testing sessions, right? But at the same time, there are many other comments uh, from other people which, again, is pretty much uh, a completely valid uh, comment and which has created sort of a debate here, which is specifically, well, what we see, the results that we see in the pre-testing sessions, even though they, make, uh, they, they may be positive or not in terms of uh, to see how fast you can be, to see uh, the amount of laps that you can do, or even to find if there is any mistake on the car or anything that you can improve, uh, which is very important, Right, uh, considering the fact that uh, initially, right now, uh, in these kind of sessions, the, the teams are trying to find what else can they add before the actual beginning of the season, right? Or, or even what they can add throughout the season, right? And this is the perfect moment to do it. So this is why they say that even though it is, it is important for the teams to find out those kind of stuff, at the same time, uh, the, the, the results that we get here have nothing absolutely nothing to do from what we are going to see uh, throughout the season uh, and mostly that, the, that the, the only one that is important really is the first race of the season in order to, re to determine the, the kind of direction in terms of results and competitiveness that we may see from every single team and from every single driver, right? And even saying that sometimes during the practice sessions, especially the big teams, uh, they sometimes don't give their 100%, even though they use these kind of sessions as a very useful one to learn more about themselves, more about their cars, that they don't actually give their 100% in order to distract the other drivers so that they can have this unpredictable factor that they, that they pretty much can actually surprise everyone once they get into the first race. So again, every single comment is valid. And it is true that what we see now, it, maybe it is the, the kind of results that we are seeing now and the kind of... Uh, efficiency, effectiveness that we're seeing now in these kind of practice sessions, maybe they are the ones that we're going to see next weekend in the in the Bahrain Grand Prix. Or maybe it is just something completely different. You never know, really. Historically, we have seen teams that have been doing pretty good in the, in the pre-testing sessions and then they deliver as well throughout the season. And we have seen the same the other way around. So again, I think in this kind of cases, anything can happen really. So it is very, very unpredictable to say, uh, to say what's going to happen specifically. So we can continue this debate or not, but the truth is that until next weekend in the first race, we don't know who's going to be heading uh, or at least who's going to be starting the season in the best way and who's going to be uh, heading throughout the season in the, in the best way possible really, uh, which is after all the most important thing. So in order to so in other words, mostly in order to determine who's gonna be um, who's gonna be a, a big contender for for wins or for podiums or even for to fight for both the drivers and constructors championship, 
we will have to wait first of all to the first race and then what happens throughout the season as it develops. We know that uh, even the teams throughout the season, they make a lot of changes in, the, in their cars uh, and even, even the teams and the drivers in general adapt more, can adapt more throughout the season, so, which makes them better, actually. Uh, we have seen this several times last season and previous ones as well. It's very, very normal to see that. And at the same time, very important to take this into account. So that's why I believe that Maybe these kind of situations is that we are going to see, uh, is that we mostly have to wait till next weekend to, uh, to end this debate and to see who's going to be um, a big contender or not. And also talking about the characteristics from the cars, well, by now we have already seen uh, the, how what they are capable, what these 2022 cars are capable of, mostly how different they are from the cars the previous year in 2021 and how different they are and yeah clearly how different this era is going to be from the very beginning right and in particular we see cars that well uh, in terms of uh, visual they are extremely beautiful of course there, there are some cars that have designed completely beautiful libraries uh, but in general they are more beautiful and more impressive from the outside now what can they offer from the inside, right? What can they offer in terms of racing, in terms of how, fa how fast they can be and, and, and competitiveness and many more, right? Many of these attributes that are very important for, for the teams and for the sport in general, what can they offer? So the truth is, based on the analysis that we can make from the pre-testing session, of course it is still very early to say because maybe uh, once we enter, once we officially enter the season, maybe something different happens, but based on the comparison that we can make from this season to the previous ones, for example, we can see this car being quite slower, all right, quite slower. Maybe the reason why this happens is because the car is heavier, much heavier than the one that it used to be last year. So maybe that's another reason. However, based on a few scenes, a few action scenes that we saw, um, again, during the pre-testing sessions these past few days, it is true that even though the car is slower, we can see, maybe we can be able to see more action between the drivers, more possibilities to overtake, more possibilities to actually be constantly fighting for a position, which is something that sometimes didn't happen in the last era. So that's definitely a side that can be improved. This is why people say, okay, I prefer to sacrifice a little bit of speed so we can have more spectacles, so we can have more overtakes. And honestly, that's a pretty good point. Uh, again, we saw some 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 action over there trying to uh, different drivers trying to overtake each other so if we if we saw that in the pre-testing session then what can we see in the in in the in the actual race i'm pretty sure that even though they they could be quite slower again if they are able to be more consistent and constantly be able to overtake each other then definitely that's going to be very positive for the sport in general and that's going to be very positive for every single team in order to uh, to be able to fight for for victories or for whatever they are actually able to fight for uh, again which is something very important to take into account but overall again still very early to say what's going to happen uh, we are in a very early stage of the era early stage of, uh, of to say and to answer what the cars are made of but Again, something we could be seeing something pretty big and and many reasons to be very excited for what these cars can deliver. 
in, in even how innovative they are compared to the, the one last year, the past few years, and what we can see in general from this season and this new era. So, well, this has been the end of the podcast. Again, thank you very much for being with me once again. Uh, uh, once again, as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, very important uh, for me to make this podcast and to keep making this last few posts uh, as we are into a very important and exciting moment of the year. Only one weekend away, I mentioned this before, but I'll do it again. Only one weekend away till the beginning of the 2022 season, till the beginning of the new era in Formula One. And as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast. Yeah.